I would tell her not to be afraid of her own voice. And I would tell her, and this is something I'm trying to instill in my daughters. I think instinct is one of the most overlooked qualities that make a woman so incredible and trusting your instincts and trusting that voice. And I, I, it's something I struggle with today. And it, it's, um, I have a little contest going on in my mind where I, you know, I say, okay, I trusted my instinct today. Did it lead me to a good place? Yes or no. And then I test it out tomorrow again and to see like, how well is the instinct working for me? Mm. Um, and I have to say 10 out of 10, the instinct is right. One thing I know for sure after running successful girls empowerment workshops for the last 10 years is that our girls just want safe spaces where they can be seen, heard, and acknowledged. They want to know that what they think and feel matters. Do you ever feel like you wish you could do more for this generation of girls, our future generation of women? How would it feel to be a change agent on the front lines and introduce girls to their many superpowers? I always ask myself this question. Who would I be today if as a young girl, I was told that I am powerful beyond measure? Who would you be, beautiful listener? I know it in my heart that it's time that girls are taught from as young an age as possible that they have everything they need within them to create a beautiful life. Why do we need to wait until our 30s and 40s to finally start feeling comfortable in our own skin, with our own thoughts, and in our own bodies? The stats are that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age 9, and that's a stat that I can't live with. If you feel heartbroken when you hear this and want to learn how you can do more and become a girl life coach and do what... 200 coaches across the globe in our community are doing by empowering girls for a living. I want you to learn about the Girl Life Academy. It's time for all women to step into a career that adds value to the planet and rewards us personally, professionally, spiritually, and financially. We are welcoming new heart-centered Girl Life coaches all year round to run our curriculum in their communities. We provide you with the certification, the business know-how, a supportive community, and so much more to get your girl's empowerment mission off the ground in a smooth and powerful way. To learn more about the application process and how you can make the Girl Life Academy a part of your personal reality, go to www.girllifeempowerment.com or check out our show notes to learn more. Welcome back to the Empowering Her podcast, everybody. Today, I have such a treat for you and for me because I have my best friend, Michelle Sufarian, on the podcast. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Mel. I can't believe we're doing this. So 
In an effort to just keep things real lately, I've really enjoyed having very real conversations, conversations that I would just have with my friends when we get on the phone. So I invited Michelle to come and hang out with me and I'm going to have her introduce you and then we can go into all the good stuff and not introduce you. Introduce yourself, Michelle. Don't introduce the audience. (laughs) (laughs) I I know what you meant. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited um, to do this with you. Um, so as Mel said, we have been friends for, I don't want to give our ages off here, but gosh, I want to say close to 35 years. We've been friends. Uh, we grew up together in uh, Canada. Um, since that time, I have become a mother to three beautiful children, um, also a wife to an incredible husband. Um, I have I have been a career woman my whole life. Um, I'm um, a vice president of operations at a healthcare company. Um, I think for the most part, um, I've, I'm an only child, by the way, which is another distinction that I kind of identify myself as. Um, so and in my own way, I think I've been, you know, searching for my own path, you know, relative to like, what's the right thing for me? Where do I where are my passions? I continue to kind of be on that search and evolution. And so, you know, excited to join you here today and kind of share some of the things I've learned in my short young life. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. So that was a beautiful intro. Um, Michelle is one of the smartest Oh, stop now. Literally. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. That's like literally what we're going to talk about. One of the smartest and kindest people I know. And I feel so blessed to have grown up with her. Like we have so many stories and and one of the best things, there are two things that happen whenever we see each other. First of all, we just like, we can go deep in a second, right, Michelle? Like we'll just start talking And there's no surface stuff. It's like, what's important now? Like, what do I need to share? What do we need to talk about? Um, That's number one. And number two is we laugh our asses off when we are together. Like, literally, nothing will make us giggle like like children. And I I often say Nav has he he can he's a testament to this. He's heard me ask this question, like, would it be too much if Michelle and I lived in the same city right now? Like, how much fun would we have? The amount that we laugh together, like, you can't replicate that stuff. So um, Michelle's in Los Angeles. I don't know if you mentioned that. And I'm in New York. So we see each other probably about once a year. Uh, but we go right back in there. We go deep and we laugh and it's just the best thing. And when I asked Michelle what she wants to talk about, on this podcast, Mish, what did you say and why? Um, I said that confidence has many faces and that's what I would want to talk about, especially since I have two young girls and I'm on social media and I'm a working woman and I'm a social person. You know, if there's one thing that I would want to share with like young girls today is that confidence and when you see a confident woman there's many different faces to that woman and and so I thought it would be fun for you and I to talk about that 
I love that you say that. There are many different faces to it. And what you said to me when I asked you, what do you want to talk about? You used a very interesting word, which like you just told, it, it perked me up. I was like, I cannot wait what she has to share on this topic. You said the price of confidence. Like, what is the price of confidence? And I feel like if you asked me that, I could take it in so many di- different directions. But I'm so curious what you meant as the price of confidence. What is the price of confidence. Well, let's get to that maybe as the second part. So let's talk about like, what, what does the face of a confident woman look like? So I'm going to ask you that question. I'm going to say, Mel, if we were walking down the street and you were telling me the story, like, Mish, I walked down the street today and I saw a confident woman. Describe her to me. What does she look like? So, so really give me a good question. That's a yeah. really, really good question. And honestly, it doesn't have a whole heck of a lot to do with what she looks like. Um, But it's like when you literally like somebody just exudes an energy of, of uh, it's, it's like an aura and an energy and someone who's magnetic. So they may be laughing, they may be smiling, but like you look at them and, and you think to yourself, she is so secure in her own skin. She's so comfortable with who she is She's and she's not like looking around her for validation. Like she is literally validating herself. That's that's what I would imagine. Like I'm literally seeing this woman in my mind's eye. And by the way, Michelle and I, we live in homes, we work from home. This is real life. So she's got a dog. I've got a dog. We we have phones that go off. It sounds like I have a nanny who's behind the door. So go get the (laughs) go get the nanny. You see, this is like real life and so often my editor's like, let's cut this stuff out. And I say, you know what? Why? Let's show people that they can be real and they can do things. You can do things. You can take these actions without everything needing to be perfect. And look at that. She let the nanny in and now she's back with me. So so what do you think of my description of a confident woman? So I heard I heard the word um Comfortable? Was that what you said? Yeah, comfortable in her own skin. Exudes just an energy of knowing herself and not needing anyone to tell her that she's beautiful or that she's smart, but she's just owning that in the way that she's coming across and the way that she behaves. Mm-hmm. So so think about all the adjectives you just used to describe her. And what if I said that a woman who is confident is also sad? Mm -hmm. doubts she also has fears she also is apprehensive about you know her decisions at times and so you know I see this world that we live in that we've you know we've kind of like created this I don't know I don't know what the right word is but like this notion that like perfection, you know, whether it's the filters we use you know, to describe ourselves or, you know, whatever it might be to, you know, just there's a portrayal around a woman is who's confident is all of these positive things. But I think what we miss is that if we were to look like if I asked you take a list of all the confident women that you know in your life, Mel, and you were to interview those people, they tell you that they're sad at times, they're scared, they're fearful, they have doubts, they don't know 
all, they don't always have the answer. They don't always even want to be the person who has the answer. They don't like the stress of being that person who exudes this confidence and people come to and say, well, you know, can you like direct or tell me what the right thing is? And so I just think it's really important that for women these days or young girls these days to understand that you can be confident and be scared. Mm-hmm. You can be confident and be sad. You can be confident and be, you know, fearful. Um, and I know I'm not speaking about a woman right now, but, you know, I'm reading this biography on Steve Jobs. And, you know, by all accounts in the industry, he's a guy who's known to be ridiculously confident. But I was really surprised to see that in in many instances, he would break down. He would cry. He would, you know, at the smallest things that I'll be honest, I don't think I would have even done. And so I think, I think understanding, like, it's not that someone who's confident doesn't, like, it's, they're not a hundred percent that way all the time. And what we see a lot of the times is just what we want to see. It's just walking down the street. It's her putting a post up. It's her, you know, putting messages. Well, look, I was here and I was there and I was doing this and I was doing that. And you, you know, you walk past her in the schoolyard and she didn't wave or smile or she, you know, she just exuded this certain confidence. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like we don't get to see the person who's struggling behind that confidence. And so just, you know, if there's a message to be taken from this conversation, it's, you know, don't think that because this woman in your life has confidence that she doesn't have fears, that she doesn't have insecurities, that she doesn't have all these other moments where she's, you know, questioning herself. She's confident and she's these other things. The difference is, is that she doesn't linger in those spaces, I feel. And she's quick to realize and just give herself the time and space to be fearful, to be angry, to be all of these other things, and then come back to, okay, I'm going to keep going forward. And that's what makes her confident. But it's not that she doesn't have these experiences. It's not that she doesn't have these feelings. It's not that she doesn't go through all this. It's that she does, and she decides to wake up tomorrow and go against those fears again and try again and to make the mistakes and to put herself out there and to, you know, be a subject of criticism and whatever else. So I just, you know, I hope that's something that our young girls walk away with. Wow. That's so like, I, I love how you did that. I love how you set me up. Like, I love that. I love that you asked me the question and then you set me up. Because it's true, like how permissive is it what you're saying? You're giving people permission like to like, yeah, why should we define confidence by just that woman that I described, number one? And number two, two things can be true at the same time. Ten things can be true at the same time, right? I can be confident, but I can also be sad. I can be confident and I can also be angry. Um, And so... I think that that like when when we say it that way, we can all connect to this idea of being a confident woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just thinking about myself. I was just at a trade show in Chicago, as you know, for the family business. We do this once a year and two things were true at the same time. 
Okay. I was being a confident woman. I was standing in my power. I was answering questions. I was, you know, I was showing up in a confident way, but I was also, there are a few things marinating in my brain. I had just received some news that, you know, that's put me in a bit of a tailspin. I'm scared. Uh, I was thinking about something one of my daughters is dealing with also. So all of those things can be true at the same time. It doesn't take away from me being a confident woman. And okay. that's important for everyone to know, like, see yourselves in this, see yourselves in this. And what I'd like to know is you, you are talking about this woman and you keep saying she, and, and you're giving us all these examples. Are you talking about yourself? Is that you in the examples? No, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, I've, I've been told in my life that people perceive me as being confident. And I, and it's funny because I laugh a lot of times when I hear this, like, you're so confident. How do you have, I don't think I'm that. So that's funny. You know, like, I don't think that I'm that person. In fact, there's someone that I know that I, like, if someone were to say to me, she's just a mom that I know, like, and I had to describe this confident person, I'd say, go speak to her. She's confident. Um, but that's my point is that we all see something different. And even the person that I see as the confident person, I know that there's a moment that I don't see her and she's crying. Mm -hmm. I don't see her and she's doubting herself. I don't see her in that moment. And, you know, she thinks she can't go on. I don't see her and, you know, she doesn't have the answer. So, for all the times that I see her, she's confident, but I also know that there are thousands of moments in time that I don't see her and she's not that way. Right. I think it's like, you know, knowing that there's no, like you, like you said, it's, it's not that you're just one thing. (laughs) You're not just confident. You're, you have other emotions that come up. And so, um, anyway, Um, we, you know, to your point earlier about having a price, I think, you know, for those women who, you know, again, they, they have a certain sense of, um, bravery. Um, they're willing to take the odds. They're willing to put themselves out there. They're willing to, you know, kind of be that confident woman that we talk about. There's, there is a price to pay, you know, people are shy around confident people. People are intimidated sometimes by confident people. People are, people make judgments about confident people. Um, Especially as women, right? Like a a confident woman is often called a bitch, you know, for, for showing behaviors that men show all the time and they're never called anything negative at all about it. They're seen as leaders. That's right. And, and in the working world, I see that even more, right? And, and you know, I feel like, you know, I've mentored a few people like in my life and in my career and outside my career, like family members. And I'm very proud like of the stuff that we've done with that um, in terms of like, you know, seeing there's a handful of people that, you know, if tomorrow I passed, I'd be like, oh my God, I positively affected the course of these people's lives. Like I actually had an impact on the direction in which they went. And when I think about those five people, um, the one advice I I gave all of them is that 
if you want and if you are this type of person that is going to be bold, is going to take steps, is going to, you know, be a shaker and mover in what you're doing, then expect people to get shaken and moved by what you're doing. It can't be one without the other. So you can't be bold. You can't be confident. You can't take those steps. And then I'm not saying it always happens. So don't take me wrong that, you know, you, you got to be out there like, look at me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that it's scary to be in that position of saying, you know what, I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to be confident in my decision. I'm going to plow forward because sometimes people just don't know what to do with that. And so if you're seeing that the people around you don't know what to do with it, it's almost validation that you're doing the right thing. (laughs) I don't know how else to express it, but you know, if you're creating ripples in the tide, then know that there's a big wave coming and you're the one who's creating that wave. Those ripples are good in your life. Right. But they're also scary because you know it's coming. And you know people are going to be intimidated. You know people are going to be threatened. You know all this other stuff. So, you know, I, I just feel like understand that, you know, sometimes as especially women, if you're a confident woman, that there is... Sometimes, you know, you might be like, damn it, you know, why did I take that move? Why, why was I confident in that moment? I shouldn't have done that. I pissed this person off. I really upset this one. I, you know, whatever it might be, right? Like you start to doubt yourself. That's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. It's part of the journey. That Mm -hmm. is part of the, I don't want to call it price, actually. I I don't like that because it implies like a consequence. But there is another side to this and you have to be willing to accept that side and say, I will take all of that along with everything else and, you know, mm-hmm. forge for, I hope that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, I, I definitely feel you about the whole second guessing yourself. Like, should I have done that? Should I have not? But in moments like that, I always ask myself, like, did I, did I speak with integrity Did I come from a place of kindness? And if the answer to those two questions are yes, then I really like take myself out of that, you know, dwelling because I would have done it again. We can be confident and kind. We can be confident and have integrity. Yeah, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive things, you know, Um, it, it, and, and understand that, and I'm sure, and I know you know the smell because I know who you are and I know your insides and out. I've seen you in so many instances, far more than me, <laughs> far more than me, be considerate and kind and thoughtful and respectful about the other person's potential feeling around some decision you're making. And the backlash of that has sometimes been that people don't always appreciate all the thought and what you're putting into it. And so you're kind of sitting there like, well, wait a minute. I like, I agonized over this for days and weeks and you're upset with me still. Like how else could I have done this? And it, and you know, at sometimes I also think like we have to look at, it's not us. 
it's not us. Right. Like I'm so maybe not the popular thing to say, but like to your point, if you've done all those things, if you've agonized, if you've rationalized, if you've looked and made sure you're coming from a place of kindness and your intentions are in the right place. And even if you falter in your delivery, right? Like maybe you faltered, maybe you used the wrong word. Maybe you, maybe you emphasize something more than you should have. I always tell my husband and my kids, look at the person's intention. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up. And if, if I asked you, was the person's intention good or bad? And you say good, then the rest of it is junk. Don't focus on that. That has no place here. Yeah. So very important distinction. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't know people's background and history and everything else. So they might be sensitive because, you know, someone by the name of Michelle bullied them when they were, you know, a kid, or there might be an aversion to, you know, me and I have brown hair and I don't know, whatever it might be. So you can't control that, but what you can control and what you do know is your intention. And if your intention is pure, if your intention is right, go forward, Mm -hmm. be okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, you said something important there. You said, pay attention to the intention. And that's something I say very often too, but your perception of somebody else's intention is your perception still. Correct. Right. So we, so we need to own our perception of their intention. Number one, we can't like, we'll never know what it feels like to be in their mind or in their heart or in their body. So we need to own the parts that we can own and that's our perception and our intention. So I love that you said that. Well, well, and Mel, to that point, you're right. Like it is, it's ultimately our perception, but like, I know who you are. I know how you see the world. And I think I'm honestly speaking for most human beings that I know what I'm about to say is like, geez, that's a far stretch. Can you really tell me that you look, not you, but people, people look at other people and they're like, for the most part, their intentions are crap. They're evil. They're really bad. I mean, do you really look at people and, and th- I don't, I know I don't. I hope not. <laughs> that would be a really but scary world to live in. That's what I mean. And that's why I'm saying like, even when, like, if you just take it down to the bare bones and you look at someone who has hurt you or has said something that upset you and believe me I've been in those situations like I'm no saint I've gotten angry at people I've you know needed my time to process and digest and you know heal my wounds and come back but I would always come back to the the question that would always calm me is was there an intention good or bad. And I have to tell you nine out of 10 times when I strip away everything else, I come back to the intention was good. Good. That's a world I want to dwell in. Right. (laughs) And what do I always say? I, one of, one of the things like, you know, the people who trigger us, the people who hurt us, you know, I think Mm -hmm. of this, um, I think of Oprah Winfrey one time talking about like somebody that she wronged and sorry, somebody that wronged her. 
And she had been like dwelling on what this person had done for years and years and years. And then one day she's like, I was driving on Michigan Avenue and I saw this person out there. They were having the best time of their lives. They weren't thinking about me and what they had done to me. Like they were moving on with their lives. And here I was holding on to this anger. Um, And I always thought that was such a special moment. Like for me personally, hearing that just on the power of forgiveness, that's number one. I don't know why I went there, but what I was saying is one of my favorite quotes is see the light in others and treat them as if that's all you see. So like, kind of like what you're saying also, like, I feel like it's in the same vein. It's like, with the good people or with the people, the one out of 10 times where you feel like the intention wasn't pure or wasn't kind, how do we move forward now? Are we going to be angry with them? Are we going to, you know, harbor this resentment forever that's only going to harm us? Or in our interactions with them, are we going to see the good in them, right? Um, That's number one. And number two, another quote that I've really loved recently, I don't know where I read it, but it was something about respond only to love and then see what happens in your life. I'm like, I'm just paraphrasing it, but like what would happen if we only responded to love, right? Anything else that anyone sent out to us, we didn't respond to, but we just respond to the love. And that's very similar to that Wayne Dyer quote that I'm always quoting everywhere. see the light in others and treat them as if that's all you see. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm always very careful about like I don't I don't want to paint kumbaya like meaning you know <laughs> Mel and I talk shit all the time like I, we're not sitting here saying like oh look at everyone and everyone is amazing and everyone is you know good I'm just saying like everyone but when ha- we get real like about the real circumstances of our lives like. I- we're not going to sit and publicize whatever is happening, but we talk about real, real things and real issues in each of our lives. No doubt. We do. Of course. We do. No, but what I'm trying to say is like, if, you know, anyone's watching this or when they watch this, you know, Oh, come on, Michelle and Melody. Are you guys really telling us like, you know, you always see everyone as amazing and like no one bugs you and everything. No, I'm not saying that. Like, yes. I, like Mel said, I get triggered things happen, you know, we don't walk around with butterflies and rainbows around us thinking everyone and we're living in utopia and all of that. I'm just saying in those moments and in those instances where we get triggered, where something starts to hurt, where we can't sleep at night with those things, you know, if you go back to the question we just said about intention, in those moments, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, and then for the rest of it, where we get you know, just the day-to-day stuff that just kind of annoys us and pisses us off or whatever. I think that's part of the journey. I think those are the little mirrors. You know, a lot of times I've heard someone say, the things you don't like in other people are qualities in yourself you'd like to change. Which always scares me because sometimes I really don't like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, is that who is I Is that am? me? What's going on? <laughs> but, um, but, And I don't know if it's coming with my age. I don't know. But I've really um, come to see that all of these people are part of something that I am supposed to learn. And, you know, like Wayne Dyer is for you. This movie, I, I think about this movie 
every day of my life and it's slumdog millionaire because every day this is happening to us. Every day there is a grand prize every day, every day, the grand prize is out there, whatever that grand prize is for each of us. And every day there's something that's happening, some incident, some circumstance, some moment that is leading us to that grand prize. You don't know what it is, but if you think about all the things, you know, if you just look at that film, those moments were not great moments in his life. Those were like the most challenging times of his life that got him to this final place. Mm-hmm. That's how life is. You know, that's how life is. You, It's those moments that are part of the journey to this grand place. So, you know, I recently had something happen um, that really, really rattled me, broke my confidence down, really made me question who I was, how I was being perceived. You know, um, a lot of these, you know, questions and doubts in my mind. And I just feel like, The one thing that would help me sleep at night is I knew what my intention was. I knew the place in which I was coming from. And I also knew I had some work to do to repair the relationships that I might have, you know, upset or altered or whatever else. Again, that's all part of the process. You're not perfect. You're going to piss people off. People are going to piss you off. Just learn from it and go on, you know, go on. And I really love as you're sharing that example, like you're not saying it in like a blamey kind of way, like you're not blaming anyone, right? Like you, you said, I'm blaming myself. well, I, well I, I don't even want to use the word blame because the way that that came across to me is that you were taking responsibility for the parts of this interaction that were yours. Right. So I, I don't like, I feel like blame has such a low, low energy and low vibe and, and makes you feel like you've yeah, done something very wrong, but when you can take ownership, then it brings the solution that much closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think part of what created that problem was the fact that I am perceived as someone who is confident and has deadlines and wants to push forward and wants to make things happen. And honestly, I'm not going to apologize for being her. I refuse to apologize to be her. Like I look at her and I'm like, dang, I'm proud of that bitch. Yeah. I'm proud of her too. But I recognize that she's not everyone's flavor and that there is room to modify her to, to, you know, make her more palatable to everybody else and not such a threat and everything. So, you know, there's a compromise there. I have to do some work and, and the rest is really up to the other people, like, because I'm not going to change that part of pushing and forging forward. So. And I'm so glad to hear that. You can't. Like, you can't. That's like changing the essence of who you are. Can't do That's that. Right. But you but you can look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, what part of this is mine? And again, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So it's hard for me to. And, and that's fine. But. But I appreciate that. And when when we were talking about, and again, like Michelle and I really didn't discuss this topic before we came live. I was like, let's just have a real ass conversation. Uh, but in my mind, of course, when you said that the topic is going to be the price of confidence, I was asking myself, what does that mean to me? And one of the things that came up was like, 
the price of confidence is that we are going to attract certain people towards us. And this is all in the vein of what you just said, really. We're going to attract certain people towards us because like attracts like. And there are certain people who might be repelled by us or or won't want what we're dishing out, whatever that may be. And that's okay too. But to me, that that's one of the prices of confidence. And again, when I speak of that confidence, I'm not speaking of it in the way that I described right at the beginning of this podcast, where it's that woman who's got it all going on and she's just like vibrating at such a high energy. Yes, it, it's a beautiful goal to feel that way most of the time, but I'm talking about the very real woman who's multifaceted and has different, you know, internal family systems. We all have these different parts to us. So we we may lose some people along the way, right? And that's okay. That is okay. And I know it's difficult and I know it's hard and I know it's painful. And that's part of, you know, like, I don't know how to say, but like, there's a cost, there's a cost to it, you guys. There, It doesn't come without a cost. Look, there's a cost for not putting yourself out there. Let's be honest. I was literally just going to say that. There's also a cost to, to not going out there and forging ahead and being who you're here to be. That's right. And so, you know, pick your poison. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you, do you want to be on the side of this that didn't? put themselves out there and didn't deal with the consequences of losing people, pissing people off, being perceived as a bitch, doing whatever, but most likely getting the outcome you wanted in terms of like what you were trying to achieve. Or is it, I'm going to not say anything, not do, not ruffle feathers, not, you know, I don't, and not believe in myself. And then, and then just see, how life unfolds for you. And I know I'm going to screw up this quote, but there's this quote by Tony Robbins about life is happening for you, not to you. Did I get that right? Or is it the other way around? You got it totally right. Yep. It's happening for you. That's right. And so, you know, this is your life. There's someone I know who, you know, (laughs) I love her. She consistently like tells me, I don't know how you do it like this, that you work, you three kids, you're not tired. You're always... And a part of me is sitting there, I'm like, and I've said this like multiple times, I said, you can do this. Like, I don't know why you think that this is just me. It's in within everyone's reach. It's just a matter of whether you want to do it, you know? it. And, you know, you once said to me, you said, Mish, we need to stop saying we don't have time. This has become the excuse for a lot of things. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. You know, it's about prioritizing what you want to get done in that time. And that's a really difficult mirror to look at and ask that question of. I'm the first to say, I wish I prior, I wish I prioritized working out because it really would help my physical condition, but I don't. And every day, what do I say to myself? I don't have the time. Lately, I just tell myself, nope, you're just choosing to be lazy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's get real, Michelle. That's what it is. Because if you wanted to prioritize this, because that's who you are, and you wanted something to get done, you'd get it done. But you're just not. So stop. It's not your priority. That's it. But that's a really hard, not hard, but that's a harder thing to accept than the excuse of, I don't have the time. Or the excuse of, I don't know how you do it. 
you just put two foot, feet forward and you do it and you stumble and you fail and you get upset and you lose and you cry and you get angry and you know you scream at your kids and you treat your husband poorly and and then you guess what and then you wake up the next day and you fix all the things that you did wrong the prior day and then you do it again and again and again and again and it's just not giving up just keep going and recognize that you will falter that you'll have your bad moments and that's okay just we all do. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm so with you. Um, I have two questions that I want to close out with, but before I do, is there anything else you want to share on this topic or any topic really? Like we're here together. We've got a platform. We've got a lot of women listening. Anything that you want them to know? Um, I'm I, I'm about to hate what I'm about to say. Like I hate what what's about to come out of my mouth. But you know, you walk around and you see these bumper stickers and all this again, kumbaya around believe in yourself. And it used to piss me off, like when I'd see these words like believe in yourself. Like, of course I believe in myself, you know, but like, did I? I don't know. I think what's meant by this notion of believing in yourself is what we just described. It's not that you wake up every day knowing that you're going to be perfect and you're going to be the confident. You're going to, it's believing that you're going to falter, but that you still have what it takes to wake up the next day and make it better. That's what it means to believe in yourself. It's not just this, yeah. <laughs> and I think that, and as I've, you know, kind of gotten older in my life, I'm still young, but as I've gotten older in my life, I think I've come to understand that that term means being okay with the journey, mm-hmm. being, being like, all right, I got it wrong today. Tomorrow I'm going to try again. All right. I did it better today. I can try again tomorrow. You know? That's, it's just the willingness to do it again and again and again. That's the belief part, guys. It's not the, you know, the everyday, I don't know how to describe it. So anyways, hopefully that, that made sense. Yeah. It's interesting that it it was triggering to you, like hearing things like that, right? Like that's the, that's the stuff I, I crave and I love, but like, I get how that can be triggering. Um, And I guess the real message is like, just, just believe in your capacity to get up again, like to like to have a quicker comeback rate, to falter and wake up the next morning and try again, right? Like this is what progression and, and evolution actually look like. It's it's a series of failures that don't need to be like I, I think we need to redefine the word failure because failure is always actually giving you feedback and information. And then we try again and we learn and we grow, even if it's just a little bit, right? So um what if we changed it, Mel? What if it's not, you know, I don't think there's someone, I mean, no, that's not true. There are people who definitely don't believe in themselves. But the problem I've always had with that is help me understand what that means. Like, what does it mean? Like, I think I'm a good person. I think I'm a, you know, a decent mom. I think I'm a a good wife. I think I'm, you know, a good daughter. Like, you know, what, what are the boxes I need to check to say, I believe in myself. It was very hard for me Mm -hmm. to understand what, 
if we rephrased it, if we said, believe in your ability to fail and get back up again. And I would use the word fail. Don't be afraid of the word fail. Well, that's what that's- I'm saying. Failures, yep. failures are beautiful thing when we can actually really look at it. Like, it, and it's proof that you're trying. Yes. 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 You know, that's if, if someone, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this. If someone said, what does it mean to believe in yourself? That's what I would tell them. I would say, believe that, believe that you can fail and get back up again. That's believing in yourself. That's the definition to me. Can you please create some new bumper stickers? <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> or make them like, you know, popular and make me millions. Yes. Yes. Um, just one of your many business ideas, by the way. Michelle's, Michelle's thought of some of the coolest business ideas that are actually out there in the world right now. But she doesn't do any of them. That, that's a whole other conversation. I, I feel like there are two conversations you need to come back for. One is like not being afraid to try something and believing in like the vision that you have for a business idea. And the second one is age, because I heard you say a few times, I'm young, I'm young. And it's like, okay, what is this freaking obsession, myself included, that we all have with youth? And I want to talk more and more about it because as I get older, as I age and as I mature, it's a conversation that I want to have. So that's two more episodes that you're going to be coming back for. So what do you think that little Michelle and Melody would think of us two right now sitting here having this conversation where we're at in our lives? First of all, I think they'd be really proud. Mm think that um I think they'd be proud of the fact that we maintain this relationship after 35 years that we made an effort despite us moving <laughs> literally across country from speak every day we text every day we we make the effort to be in each other's lives albeit Mel does it more because she loves California uh, and I love New York we just never get out there but um but I think they would be proud of the fact that we maintain this. And I think that, you know, what we've created in our family life and, you know, I tell you this all the time and I know you think that it's because I'm your lifelong friend, but like people talk about changing the world. You're changing the world. Like how many people wake up? Like I, I can't (laughs) like tomorrow I can't, say, well, with what I did at work today, I changed the world. You are actually doing this. Like the stuff that's pie in the sky for all of us, you're doing. And so, you know, I just look at you and I'm like, Jesus, she's speaking to women like in parts of Africa and South America and parts of the world that when I see your you know, where you have a new instructor. I'm like, I didn't even know this was a country. I didn't even know this was a place. Like, I didn't even know this was on the map. And you're like just reaching so many people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm proud that I'm your friend. Like, wow, boy, did I score. Like, you know, I won the ticket, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. And I think they'd be proud that we still have fun. We still know how to have fun and laugh till our stomach hurts and, sometimes pee in our pants. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Literally. Um, 
Thank you for what you just said. That means so much to me. You are definitely part of that journey that led me to this place. And I find it so fascinating that I asked you the question and it was so, so much easier for you and, and appreciative. Like it's a testament to who you are to share about an accomplishment of mine. And now I'm going to throw it back to you. Um, what are you proud of? Little Michelle, like little Michelle looking at you right now as this powerhouse, incredible, kind, brilliant woman, like what would she have to say? You like my leading question. Like I'm giving all the adjectives, like, like all the things that I want little Michelle to see in you. Um, I think she'd be proud of her as a mom. Like, I think she would look at her and be like, you're doing well. Um, I think that, I think that she'd love the aspects of her that make other people feel good. You know, I, I pride myself on if I see someone who's not smiling to stop and like, can I do something to make them smile? Can I make them laugh? Like it, it's really a joy of mine in life. And such um, a gift of yours. Thank you. But it's because it makes me happy. You know, I love making people happy or being part of their joy, not making them happy, but just bringing joy. And, um, you know, I think that, I think the fact that she's been scared so many times in her life, like, a ridiculous amount of fear. Like I can count on one hand, like moments where like, I didn't think I could make it or like, this was too overwhelming that I did, that I did make it, that I did overcome, that I did go through that hell and back and, and forge forward that I could have taken the road that was more difficult. Um, and really not succeed and falter and, and, you know, get into bad things and a bad place in my life. You know, like those are, those were paths in my life. I could have been in a place where was, you know, just wrong path, wrong decisions, wrong way. I, you know, and I didn't somehow I never, thank God, I never even saw that path in my life, but I know that it's because I chose differently. I chose people like Melody in my life. I chose her family to be in my life. I chose some of the, I chose my husband to be in my life and his family and how they support me. And, you know, I, the, the friends and the people that are around me, I chose those people. And I'm really proud of the choices I made. Like those people are the best choices. And I'm, I'm proud of that. And I think little Michelle would be proud of that. I'm so proud of you for that. It, it really was a series of choices, like your life by design. You designed this. That's a really proud place to look from, really, truly. So I, I'm so with you and I'm so proud of you. And I'm so proud to have you as my friend. And I just, I, you know, I, I want... I want more of you in my life. <laughs> and I love that this podcast was one way of making that happen. Uh, my final question to you, Michelle, uh, if you could speak to your eight-year-old self, what would you tell her? This is a question we ask everyone on the podcast. 
Um, I would tell her not to be afraid of her own voice. And I would tell her, and this is something I'm trying to instill in my daughters. I think instinct is one of the most overlooked qualities that make a woman so incredible and trusting your instincts and trusting that voice. And I, I, it's something I struggle with today. And it, it's, um, I have a little contest going on in my mind where I, you know, I say, okay, I trusted my instinct today. Did it lead me to a good place? Yes or no. And then I test it out tomorrow again and to see like, how well is the instinct working for me? Mm. Um, and I have to say 10 out of 10, the instinct is right. But it's funny that even though those are the outcomes, I still question the instinct. So why is that? What is that about? So I just, you know, I think it's part of like, you know, really trusting and believing in your own voice again, that that voice even if the outcome of the decision you make, you trusted your instinct, you made the decision, you're like, crap, wrong decision. I assure you that that decision was right for you. I And I can't explain it, but I know if I track that decision 20 years, it was the right decision wow. because it from your instinct. So you just have to like, and it's crazy because I know this and I still question my instinct. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I do. <laughs> but that's like a whole other conversation. But but like to sum it up, I think that uh, as girls, we weren't taught about our instincts and our intuition. And so we second guessed ourselves a lot. Uh, and this is part of my work in the world is to introduce girls to that intuition as well from a young age, because it serves them in such immaculate ways. Um, but, but to answer your question, I really do believe it's the way that girls are raised. Um, and there's the third podcast, uh, that we need to come back for and discuss, but I've loved every moment of this conversation. It always just flows and comes so naturally to us having these real conversations. And I'm just so grateful for you and for your friendship and, um, for everything that you have brought to my life. I, it's immeasurable. I could never, I could never sum it up here into words, but you know, it's a feeling. I love you. I love you more than you know. Love you so much. Okay, my beauty. Talk soon. My daughter doesn't feel like she has real friends she can count on. My daughter comes home from school every day sad that nobody gets her. My daughter wishes that she was somebody else. My daughter has no self-confidence. Sadly, in the work that I do, I hear comments like these ones way too often. I so deeply want girls to learn that they only need to look on the inside of themselves to know and understand who they are and how they want to operate in the world. I want them to take an inside-out approach, not an outside-in approach where the comments of other people, whether positive or negative, determine how they feel about themselves on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Girls today need safe spaces where they can learn empowerment tools and understand that they have an inner toolkit that can serve them in any and all of life situations. 
After a decade of running in-person girls empowerment workshops, I'm finally introducing a new way to work with me. I'm starting a membership called Empower Hour for Girls. This is a subscription-based program where girls get access to working with me twice a month live on a community Zoom call. I will teach them all about how powerful they are and how they can curate a life that truly feels good from the inside out. We will chat about concepts like gratitude, self-love, leadership, friendship, and so much more. Empower Hour is for girls ages 7 to 12. Enroll your daughter today and ensure that she gets set up with tools that will serve and support her for a lifetime. When you enroll your daughter at the founding member rate, which is now available, not only will she be locked in at that price forever, but you, the parents, will also get my best-selling course called The Empowerment Sessions as a bonus gift. To learn more and get your daughter signed up, go to www.melodypormorati.com slash empower hour or check out our show notes. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.